And welcome to Nerds in a Square Circle. We are your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. And this is Sam Kiss. Hello, Sam. Hello, Chris. Uh, How you doing, man? I'm still recovering. Still recovering from our long trip to Chicago? Why did we drive to Chicago? I don't know. We're never driving. We're never doing that again. For one thing, I don't want to be stuck in a car with you or uh, John. For you don't like driving I don't like general. driving. And I love you. I know. Uh, you're like, you know, one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And I might murder you if I'm stuck in the car with yeah, you again. Yeah, I know. Well, John, too, by the way. You're not, it's not exclusive. To you can never show. be a professional wrestler, Chris. It's all it's what it's no all way. about. You're driving from town There's to town. No, there is no way. Like, I'm very particular about how I want things to happen. That's the thing, people. They would drive to Chicago. The people would drive from this region to Chicago mm-hmm. for a hot dog and a handshake and then drive back home. I can imagine. I'm, I'm super good. Um, but we had a great time. Uh, last podcast uh, that we released on last Friday... Um, we recorded that in the hotel room right after, like 30 minutes after we got out of all in. Yeah. Uh, so the audio is a little messed up and it's not exactly how we want it to turn out. But so we're going to kind of talk a little bit more about all in. Uh, and then we're going to talk about raw and SmackDown, which were in our town this week. Um, and then, uh, after the break, we're going to come back with our picks, uh, for Hell in a Cell. And, uh, Roz is actually going to be joining us from England for that. So is he going to be in the studio? Uh, he's not going to be in the studio. Okay, he's, he's not. He's not going to fly in from England. Just uh, talking to a microphone about Helena technology. Yeah. So hopefully it sounds a whole lot better. I think I'm kind of figuring out the soundboard. Yeah. But maybe not. It might sound just as bad as it did last I'm time. I'm sure it'll sound perfect. Because yeah. everything you do, Chris, is perfection. Thank you. I'll take that Hashtag as a compliment. Hashtag perfection. I'll take it as a compliment. <sighs> I'm very um, distracted by Urban Commando. So, yeah, I have Urban I'm Commando just, on. Oh, my God. Hulk Hogan just spinning around his spaceship. He's uh, in the tractor beam now. Yeah. Oh, my God. You've never seen this movie? I've never seen this movie, no. I cannot believe you've never seen this movie. I, I never saw... What was the... I never saw No Holds Barred. I haven't seen any of the Hogan movies. Oh, I have uh, No Holds Barred, too. I only have seen when he froze Christopher Lloyd. And I don't remember why that happened. That's in, in this movie. That's in this movie? Christopher Lloyd's was, in this movie. No, but that happens in the Mr. Nanny movie. Christopher Lloyd is not in Mr. Nanny. So he comes to Earth, and then he sees that's what that is? I'm confusing two different movies. So yeah, I have seen He comes seen to this. Earth and goes and lives with that family. Oh it's the Christopher God. Lloyd movie. Oh, my God. And Undertaker is the bounty hunter that's trying to find them. Why did he not become a bigger movie star? That sounds like an amazing... <laughs> I mean, this is... Why le- does that not sound... This is legitimately no worse than Rock's movies, his early movies, and any other wrestler that's became an Would actor. you rather watch The Scorpion King or Urban Commando? Urban Commando. I mean, there you go. Okay. So anyway, uh, so have you had a chance to watch All In at the house well after while we were there i kept we kept getting tweets and messages mostly because people kept seeing us because we had mm-hmm. really good seats yeah, we did and then i also made a sign for the podcast and for wildcat sports so people kept and we were the only i mean i swear it felt like we were the only people so that had signs. we count it i think there was three total people with signs we were one of them yeah so so it stands out so they would do the big wide shots and you see one poster board go up it's like oh what does that say so so we got I a lot can't of wait for somebody to come and take it away from you so everyone that said uh send me messages and, and all that you know thank you so much the uh yeah well no they weren't gonna do that show it's not like wwe where I mean, that's the whole point is that you know, freedom of expression. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. But Ring of Honor has been editing out Bailey shirts from the audience that they they, they have. Yeah, they did it this week. Why? I don't know. Because they have to. I don't know. Don't know. All right. Somebody had a Bailey shirt on it, like in this crowd of Bullet Club shirts, and it was the only shirt that was uh, grayed out. Wow. Yeah, that's it was kind of weird. weird huh? 
Um, but no. Uh, Maybe they did that preemptively because they wanted to do a poster of people in Bullet Club shirts, and they knew that they couldn't could put the Bailey possibly. person. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, but the WWE has no problem putting Bullet Club shirts in their promos because it happens it all happens the time. All it's time. impossible, Polly, for it not to oh, happen. Yeah. So, so so I mean, the show was great. It's so after Raw this week. I went and talked to some people about the Raw show, and we'll talk about that in a, little, in a moment. But then a guy showed up who, he he introduced himself, he spoke some credentials, you know, I won't, I won't call him out or anything like that, but just just because I'm going to, I guess I'm going to throw shade at him. Not shade necessarily, but just he, he was very cynical about the state of wrestling today. He is an old school guy, he knows Jim Cornette, like he knows Jim Cornette. Like actually, yeah. Knows him. Okay. Um, he was a writer. He's a sports uh, analyst, so he goes around the world covering things like that. Okay, okay. And so he like knows the Road Warriors. Like you know, he's he's pretty familiar with a lot of guys from the NWA of old. So he caught all in because he was interested because of the Tim Storm stuff with the with the Nick Aldis mm-hmm. and Cody stuff and things like that. But then just kind of was like, yeah, but it doesn't really mean anything, and that you know the numbers are going down, and WWE's product is stale, and they don't know what they're doing. Their numbers go down every week. And uh, Kelsey from Super Kicking with Kelsey, we know her. Shout out. She uh, kind of was like, well, you know, they, you know, they're it's a groundswell. You know, it's the first time something like this has happened. That's been non WWE in a very long time, and you know that they're. Their YouTube channels do a lot of number, big numbers, and he kind of cut her off. I was like, well, yeah, but if you actually look at the actual numbers of people watching those shows, it's not translating to even the numbers that like TNA pulls on pop every week, which is, you know, everybody can watch YouTube essentially, and almost nobody gets pop in their regular kind of thing. So, like, and the fact that they're still drawing bigger numbers, like that kind of thing, if you compare the internet versus a cable channel. But I think. And, and, you know, and then they kind of got into, like, a bit of a heated argument, like, neither person really wanted to step down from what, and I was just kind of trying to interject the fact that they're not really the same argument. I understand that wrestling is not as hot as it is, as it was years ago, especially from a money-making standpoint, even though I think, isn't it true that, like, WWE had their best year last year than any other year they've ever had like they made more money uh, in the last quarter they made more you know? money than they ever had before and they just a lot this... to do is that is saudi arabia gave them 40 million dollars well i mean but so... well yeah but it's still that like they're a product that's making that much money even without saudi arabia yeah. it's um, they've made more money i mean they're a publicly traded company that sells tons and tons of merchandise and their merchandise sales are yeah. like it's like one it's on the top 10 boy toy yeah. list um so that's a that's a big deal is their product going down or their ratings? I don't think they like that's not where they that's not, that's not where they, they well, you can't get com- everything right well, that's, now. But it's also you can't compare it's it's not even that. It's that when people for so long that was the thing. Like wrestling was such a local thing and then cable really revolutionized wrestling. So for so long, especially during the month, the infamous and Money Not Wars, the ratings of what people were drawing is really kind of what people pointed as to how hot wrestling was. You can't do that with television really in general anymore like that, you know? Like, you can't say, you can't compare TV ratings to di- of a show today to the TV ratings of a show in the 80s or the 90s, because it's not the same world anymore. Eric Bischoff talks about that on his podcast so you, all the time. It's, it's, it's a know? moot point. When people say, like, well, it's not as good as, like, it doesn't matter. People don't have television anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't have cable. I haven't had cable in 10 years. So, you know, it's the case in point right there. And, and you know, I still watch, and, and guess how I watch WWE a lot of the times? 
on their YouTube on channel. On YouTube channel, yeah. Because if I miss the show, I have to go back on Hulu to watch it. And that's... If I don't have time to watch it, guess where I go? I go to the Hulu channel and I watch all the highlights. And people don't... People watch things and in clips. And I can't clips. be the only person that does that. No, so. you're definitely not. I think that's the way most people watch anything. They watch things that they can binge, which is what they do on the network, or they do what they hear. They hear buzz things. They watch clips. The Rey Mysterio clip from the Royal Rumble this year is one of the best things they've had on YouTube, but that's as a result of people hearing something happen, and then they watched it. That number didn't translate to those people getting the network or watching that specific Royal Rumble show, but they watched that moment of Rey Mysterio coming out because they thought that was cool. So the... So the my point of all in, because this guy's point was that this show in New Orleans on Monday, New or- the Raw, which was not a good show, we'll talk about that in a minute, drew more people than the all-in show drew. And WWE does that on a weekly basis. A weekly basis. So when you compare it to that, is it are they a threat to them? No, but no, that's not, not the argument. It's Nobody that, said that. Exactly. Only that's the what people I'm that's to say. being negative about it are the only ones saying that. I know. That's it. It's that, you know, and I understand that the WWE, it's like it, it was a blip to them. They don't really care. There's business as usual. And it, and that's how it that's should be. That's the way it should be. Yeah. It's not supposed to be a, a like a revolution. People are so cynical in that sense. It's just like, I like the idea of just having a swelling of something where there's just a positive vibe about wrestling in general. Now, I know that there are a lot of people that critique the show because of the Joey Ryan thing. That's the other thing. Because... You know, you've got the great NWA title match with Cody and Nick, which was very old school, which a lot of people were really into. And then I've, and but then at the same great time, heart- but I heard people hate the f-ing Cody match. Who said that? I read a whole Reddit what? thing oh about it, about how that was a complete waste of time. Because it wasn't a spot fest? It wasn't a spot fest. It felt off on the whole entire car. It was all being so fun. Blah, 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 blah. And I thought it was amazing. So I showed it to a friend of mine that just got back into wrestling. He'd been out of wrestling for longer than I was. So Mm -hmm. he's been out for almost 15 years. So he just started watching Raw and SmackDown. And then when I got back, I instantly was like, hey, man, you really need to watch All In. And the first thing he called me and did, he's like, man, that Cody match was amazing. Yeah. It speaks to a lot of different people. He also liked the whole entire card. So he didn't know anything about Joey Ryan. And the Joey Ryan thing happens. He's like, I don't know who that guy is, but I love him. Wow. So See, that's the opposite reaction. So I was trying to, it's, uh, the quote from Jim Cornette is always, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, right? That the, the, the jig is up. Everybody knows what wrestling's about. But then he also... While he acknowledges that, it's like he he like he gets it, but then also hates the Kenny Omegas and the Young Bucks with the stuff with them. The people always reference the blow up doll, mm-hmm. and they reference the, the wrestling flip. little girl. And Joey Ryan is definitely in that conversation of if you showed this to a wrestling fan, they would be like, "That's stupid." And my opinion on it is this, and and you can disagree with me all you want, is that if you show me Urban Commando, and I think that movie's stupid. I should not think that all movies are stupid, or even all movies with Hulk Hogan are stupid. It's a different thing. I mean, it's probably I'm true, just but... arguable. You get what I'm saying? Is that I think that if the toothpaste is out of the tube, we need to just blow the whole like the fact that people are still having the conversation about whether or not wrestling is staged. Like people don't know what wrestling is. You know, it's like is it? Re- it's like is it sport? Is it entertainment? Is it staged? Is this? It's wrestling. It's its own category. And I feel like that it should be promoted more that way. The idea that so everybody kind of, if everybody got it, then they could just settle in to, to just be invested Let's instead of trying it. to figure out yeah. what it is. Like the fact that you can't, 
like you have to worry about a guy coming out with inflatable penises around it because then that might hurt the reputation of yours. I was like, that should automatically, people should automatically know that that can't be the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's got to be something stupid and silly and a one. Like, you know, does that make sense? It does. Like, there's it no does. way that that can't be the norm. So how could that possibly, oh, I don't like that. So then they're not going to watch. It's like that. I don't, if anyone that would think that, that's not the problem, you know? But then how are you going to grow the business unless, you know, the hardcore fans are always going to be there. To me, the Joey Ryan match, the Joey Janelli and um, Janella Janella uh, match was awesome, and it was kind of yeah. like the perfect icing on the cake for that show. It was a good flow to the show. The show was very good. It had and a lot, that, a little bit of everything. That part just kind of was. It's a highlight of the. It was a highlight of the night for me. That match and that just that segment. The Cracker just, Barrel. The Cracker Barrel and the Donkey Kong. <laughs> he's selling Donkey Kong shirts now. Yeah. Um, but no, I I enjoyed that part of the show. I the show was, and I've but tried did, to talk you ever to people. Take, were you ever taken out of it during the show? Because you no. know all of it. But like, imagine, do you think? Because that show was made for hardcore wrestling fans. It was that made was kind for of people like us that watch being in the lead every you single. Know, David week Arquette's and, there watching it with us as a fan. Because yeah, this is his last episode. We watched be. Uh, all in with David Arquette, which was great. Not next to him. I mean, I, like that. I said with that, but, but then he, uh, I got a lot of flack for that too because he's like, "Well, he killed WCW." It's like, don't. That's, eh, not, that's true. not true. No one ever mentions that Vince Russo was also WCW champion. Uh, damn it! I think that did more. Yeah, that was way worse. Uh, so, but like you know that it was the kinds of people that were even there were all people that you were like diehard wrestling fans, and then when you people hear about that. From a business standpoint, how do you placate to that kind of audience? It's like the argument of if you watch a a, a great um, Charlie Kaufman movie, but he doesn't make any money, versus Jurassic World: The Lost Kingdom, which everyone thought was a trash movie, but made a whole bunch of money. It's I see both points. I think what everyone should be aspiring to do is to try to make money while making a good product, right? That's that's the idea, and not what I call the Michael Bay syndrome of just segmenting it so that it appeals to everybody. Because then I think it doesn't appeal to anybody. WWE, cough, cough. All all in all, all in, I thought it was solid match-wise all the way through. I love the show. Love the show. I love the characters in the show. I love the flow of the show. I love the energy more than anything else. See, because there are lots of wrestling shows, even like One Night Stand. Is a good example, which Bubba Ray Dudley, uh, Bully Ray, tweeted about that he hadn't felt that kind of visceral emotion since the first one night stand of ECW back in 2005. And I personally feel like this was even better than that, if only because if you watch that show, there are moments in the show like when Eddie Guerrero kind of throws his match with Chris Benoit because the entire audience is just cursing out JBL and being dicks to, like, being disrespectful to the show. The entire show. The entire audience was wrapped up in the show, was involved, and being positive and and not going against the show in any way. Like, you know, like they booed Nick Aldis because that match was a heel, babyface dynamic show, so they played along with it. And then other matches, like the main event, everybody was getting cheered. Yeah. But just the energy was such a positive thing. Like, even the most diehard wrestling venues, the ones that come to mind, you know, like New York and Chicago, when they go to Canada, and WWE always tries to play them if they're in these weird, bizarre worlds because the audience does what they want. The audience shouldn't have to do what they want because what you're giving them is not what they want. This was a show where everything on the show, the audience was game for, you know? So I, I've i been asked the question because I'm 
overly positive about the show? Mm-hmm. Is are we overly positive about the show because we were there? I don't think so. It's hard for me to say because I haven't watched the. I've watched most of the show back. I didn't watch the first half, but I watched everything from Cody's match on. Okay. And I thought it was tremendous. I was recaptured. This the Marty Scroll Okada match. I feel is un, an underappreciated. It's probably match. the most entertaining match on the. That's card. my favorite yeah, match yeah. on the show. I was watching that match with people who had no idea who any of these people were. By the time it was over, they were like, "Who is this Marty guy? Who is this Okada guy? That was great. Why can't people? Why can't they do more stuff like this all the time?" With no with no knowledge of any of the previous Anything, stuff, yeah. like you can like I thought the show did a really good job of if you watch the Bullet Club stuff on YouTube and stuff, you will be rewarded for it. But you weren't left in the dark because you didn't watch it. You know, it was enough. The references were enough of like, oh, I guess that's something that I just don't get, but not enough to where you can't just immediately jump back into the match. It's hard to say, though, because you it's like I saw Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels in person, and it's always going to be my favorite match because of the atmosphere being there. And when I've rewatched that match later, it's like this match people say is good, but you don't understand it if you weren't there because so much of that match I really feel was the energy there. And that might be a lot to do with the show. But I've gotten mostly positive commentary from people that have watched the show. The yeah, negative stuff is from people who kind of seem to have heard about it. Well, and it's a, think that, a, you know. all the negative things I hear is from the people that aren't into the independent wrestling in the first place. They're not into Bullet Club. They're not into Ring of Honor. They're yeah. just like hearing the positive things about this show and then shitting on it. And it's a it's not not true. It's just it feels almost like a spin word that WWE has put. It's like, I hate the term indie wrestling. Yeah. New Japan yeah. specifically is not, is indie, not wrestling. indie wrestling. Ring of Honor is not indie wrestling. Not anymore. They're and owned they're by Sinclair. Corporate, yeah, they're yeah. a corporate comp- entity. But just the idea that like WWE is wrestling and everything else is just is an indie yeah, thing. You're right. I remember Paul, Triple H talking about it. I was like, well, who are we going to pull from? We need to get our own school because there's nowhere to pull from. I was like, they're still wrestling. You know this, right? I know you can't say that because you don't want to mention TNA. And I and I'm not the I'm not a big TNA fan and never really have been. I am now. But uh, it's, well, I know it's yeah. There, we're, so. But but feel like that they should always get credited as something like about. wrestling has never gone away. You know, like. It was never as big as it was in the 90s when it was a big kind of pop culture icon that it was a thing. But so was South Park and so was Jerry Springer. There are things that kind of die down even though they're still technically around. So moving into some more local stuff, which isn't local at all, but it was local for us this week. Um, WWE was here. Well, you don't know who our listeners are. I know that we have a Local for us. It's local for us, yeah. Yeah, So, yeah, so Monday Night Raw was in New Orleans this week. So I went... With a few other guys from Wildcat Sports, mm-hmm. the crazy thing about when rest when when WWE comes to town, they do it about twice a year. And there are a few schools, there are a few guys like you notice that there's always like you know when the authors of Pain or Braun Strowman or whoever, like James Ellsworth was one of those guys where they when he would they would come to the town where he was, he would work with them. That from what I understand, it's usually an application job. Like they they call for talent to kind of come in, and because they need roles filled on the show that aren't that aren't main roster guys and then people apply to be on the show and then they they survey guys and they pull them on but then in certain towns there's like they already know like this is a solid school that will pull from they usually pull from booker t school and row mm-hmm. and one of the one what's really awesome is that they always pull from wildcats from wildcat sports which is so if you watch any of the new orleans shows it almost feels like they tailor make them so that there's like a brawl so that, that, that they can have security guys because they like to pull guys from Wildcat Sports. 
But they didn't do that this week, which I thought was really weird, especially because they had all the security guys. And they had a whole group. Messing with the shield. Uh, um, yeah, they had they a bunch of uh, that, cops on this show, and I was kind of looking at them because uh, I was trying to see who they were, but yeah. they were nobody I knew. So, but they weren't, and and they don't tell us anything. Like you know, from what I know, all the guys that they call in to be on the show are there, and then the rest of us kind of just go to the show, and we you know hope that some of our guys make it on the show, and then the and then the authors of Pain come out, and while they're during the commercial break, I see Johnny Flex and Nathan Bradley go in the ring, and we all freaked out because I mean. You know how much Johnny Flex is just a sight to be seen. I mean, if you watch yeah. Raw this week, it was like, that guy. So, you know, like, a, you know. a, who we're talking about is uh, the people that jobbed out to uh, Alters of Pain. It's Johnny Flex, who we talk about on this podcast all the time. That's the guy we're talking about. So, if you time. haven't, yeah, if you haven't seen him out, uh, well, he wasn't Johnny Flex on Raw, though. He was Ronnie Ace. Yes. Which yeah. I think is really funny. I, it has to be that someone saw him and thought that he looked like a miniature version of. Or they said that he was Johnny Flex, and they thought of Johnny Ace, and he looked kind of like a really, really little dynamic dude of Johnny Ace somehow. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. then they said Ronnie Ace instead. Sure. I don't know what the exchange was. We'll have right. to get Johnny Flex on the show and tell us about it. But and then I thought they did really great. They, they did. Got, I they mean, did good. it's a it's a subtle art to get your ass kicked really well. And Flex does a good job of it just because of his size. I know exactly. So he's yeah. easily get thrown around and yeah. everything like that. So. Uh, no, it was really cool to see him. Was any was any of the other Wallcatch guys on the show? Uh, Braun beat up Uku Dao backstage, and Sky Phoenix ran away from him at some point. And I know that on SmackDown the next night in Lafayette, uh, Jay Spade was on the show, which is really awesome. So he had a two hundred five match. Right? He had a two, yeah, he had a match on two hundred five with uh, Mustafa Ali. That's which cool. which was really great. And Jay's really really good. I too, love Jay so, so much. Yeah. Longest reigning Wildcat champion ever. So which he deserves it. Kojak Sly cut a promo recently where he's saying like he's going to be the longest reigning transitional champion ever. But we'll see nice. how that goes. <laughs> but um, but it's sad that like so part of it whenever I don't know if like you no know, being there with Wildcat and seeing the Wildcat guys took me out of it where I couldn't really invest. But it's also the Raw this week was not a good show. Raw was not good. It just didn't have like. Personally, when I go to a wrestling show, I like to watch wrestling in person and not watch multiple video packages. So for a go-home show that's promoting Hell in a Cell, I know. it's really weird. It felt like so when – so they had Braun, Dolph, and Drew backstage talking to Baron Corbin at one point where they're complaining that they didn't throw out the shield for whatever reason. And he announces that he's, that the tag titles were going to be on the line at the show. It felt like at the end he for, he like remembered. Oh yeah, I also probably should mention that Braun is challenging for the universal title in a Hell in a Cell match too. As if like like they don't know. It felt like they didn't know what they were doing. And I know that New Orleans is a great you know that they've been had WrestleMania here a lot. And the, and I and I while I scoff at some of the ulterior motives, I do you know think it's wonderful when those kids are on stage for Connor's Cure. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's so cool. That's it's fine. nice, but it's just. It's, it felt like an infomercial. I felt like I was there for an infomercial. Yeah, but it al- it always feels like that. It's usually not that I bad. I don't know, man. I, I always feel... This one didn't make me feel any different than the other ones. No. Like, they're always kind of awkward. They're I always was... kind of out of place storyline-wise That's what I'm wrestling. saying. The, the show is so... It's weird that it feels like with three hours that they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And yet, it still feels like... They didn't have enough time to do anything. It also feels like they do this weird thing where they do multiple segments in one show that should have been spread out into two weeks. Like, yeah, why would the Shield attack them 
and then get involved and then also later Seth and Dean jump Drew and Drew, Dolph and then like why would Braun come out with a group and then run away from Roman only to later be like now I want to fight Roman to end the show it doesn't I mean trying I mean, to we're gonna, trying to logically think about we're going to talk about a lot of this uh, after we come back from the break um, for Hell in a Cell for which Hell in a Cell I, it's like if you're watching the show I almost forget like when Mick Foley came out which I thought that was cool to talk about that he was going to be in Hell in a Cell I was like oh wow I forgot there's a pay-per-view this this Sunday. So I did forget. Yeah. Um, and so here's a, another just callback to All In. I had a lot of problem watching wrestling since All In. Even New Japan. Like, in New Japan, I try to watch it, and I'm just like, because they had uh, Road to Destruction. And I can barely get into that right now. Yeah. All In, like, ruined me for a little while. Because of the emotional investment you had from, yeah. from a catering to you. Now, that's a dangerous thing. Because, I realize that. Yeah. <laughs> Because now they're I not... mean, if I have to wait a whole nother year for that event again. But it's just one of those, like, I get that to grow the business, you have to cater to someone that's not going to just come there no matter what. But it's so disenchanting that it feels like they are hurting their own product. It's like, just to have go out some of the pride way. in your yeah, own yeah. show. Like, it's almost like there's like, it's wrestling stupid. So like, it doesn't really matter. That, that so, kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's like every time you always hear somebody goes like, well, it's not made for you or it's not made for this person. It's like, well, why who is, is it, it made, not? Why, then yeah. who, who is it made for? Like, who is it being catered towards? Because I don't feel like it's ca- getting catered towards me. And then I watch NXT and I feel like that's really, really good. NXT, we don't talk about it enough, but I'm really into that. I did watch NXT last week. Yeah. It's really good. The show is full of this awesome people. Mm-hmm. All the storylines are great. All the matches are being awesome. So, I, I don't know. New Orleans is also such a strange wrestling town. We're so traditional and our, like we're not contrary to what is given to us. So we're not going to get rowdy. Like We're not going to cheer Kevin Owens. Yeah. We're not going to boo Roman Reigns. We're just not. We're, we're, we're one of those towns that when Cena was on top, was that he wouldn't get the Cena sucks chance. He would just get Lesko Cena chance. Mm-hmm. So then you could tell that it was a bad show because the audience was dead the whole show. And the audience would get into it if you would give them time to get into things. Like the the women's tag match with Ronda, they eventually started getting into it because they'd let some time get into the match. But when Roman threw Braun off the stage, like the, the audience went, eh. Okay. Okay. Because it didn't make sense and there was no heat. And so, it doesn't make sense because they're tailor make they're they're throwing everything out of what makes sense to cater to one guy on the show, and that's not a terrible. You can disagree with it, but you I, you can have to concede that you at least understand why he you know they like him. He's the guy. Whether you like it or not, that's what's going on. Despite that, it still <clears throat> felt like they f***ed up. Mm-hmm. You know, I I and we'll talk about it again. When we come like the back, authors but... of pain got killed by the shield and then came out later to have a squash match so that you ineffectively forget that they were in that crowd same with the kevin owens stuff uh, I, i'm i cannot mention how much he quit and then came back immediately I'm, and was helping I'm, braun Strowman. I, like I, yeah. at the moment i'd rather just kevin owens just quit and go back to ring of honor i mean like i'm i'm done with it so so we're gonna go ahead and take a break and we're gonna come back and do our picks for hell in a cell we'll talk more about a little bit of raw and smackdown what's been going on and we'll be joined by Roz, so we'll have a three-man booth. Yeah, those always work those out are the good best for booths. us. Quick uh, shout out to Renee Young for now being oh, a yeah. permanent announcement. And, and I love Renee, and I think she should have been. That should have happened a long time it ago. Should have, and opinion. she's definitely going to get better. Like I still don't think she's 
perfect on it, and well, she needs to find her voice on it. But part of that is the ear thing, is that people I agree. need to get used to Vince McMahon. Uh, but obviously they have enough faith in her to go ahead and put her in there, and the last few times were a test. Thank God. Uh, yeah. it, coach isn't there, and it's already better. So. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna we'll be right back. Are you troubled by a lack of common interest in your social sphere? Do you experience feelings of nostalgic sentiment in your day-to-day life? Do your family or coworkers not understand your quotes, quips, or references? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and download the nerdiest professionals in the galaxy. Somewhat nerdy radio. Our nerdy and informative hosts are available 24 hours a day on your favorite podcast app to fill all your super nerdy needs. Good Good journey, nerds! Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio, Future Flicks with Billiam, and Nerds of the Squared Circle on iTunes, SoundCloud, your favorite podcast app, or stream us at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds! In a world where no one knows what movies are coming out during the week, where your movie future is bleak and uncertain, comes Future Flicks with Billiam. Hi, I'm Billiam. On my show, I go over every movie that's coming out during the week so you don't miss a thing. I have a pick of the week so you will know which movie you just have to see, and I also go over news and trailers that caught my eye. So check out Future Flicks with Billiam each week on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app. I'll see you in the future. And we're back. We are joined, of course, by Roz. Roz is going to join us and do some um, Hell in the Cell picks with us. Hello, Roz. Oh. All the way across the pond. Uh, what time is it there? It is half past two in the morning. Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to get in our picks. Is anybody excited about Hell in a Cell? Uh... Oh, that, that, <laughs> Cricket's that, that was That was great. That was awesome. Um, no, I'm not at all. I'm, I'm, if I think about the show outside of the actual build to the show, right. it's, not, it's not bad. It's confusing yeah. still, but... It's not I, a bad. I've, I've sh- it's not going to be grasped, a bad show. I've never grasped the Hell in the Cell pay, as a pay per view, as a match, yeah, but as a pay per view. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just, but then it's also been a pay per view for like almost a decade now. So it's, I feel like, still, and yet it still just, feels like it's still a new thing. I keep forgetting as man, there have been. This will be the ninth or tenth Hell in a Cell pay per view. I think the tenth Hell in a Cell pay per view. Isn't that crazy? Doesn't... I liked the concept of the Hell in a Cell match where it could happen anywhere. It could happen at the Royal Rumble, at WrestleMania. Well, that used to be about all the gimmick matches. Now it's all... No one's going to want one pay-per-view. And it's... Nothing's organic in I don't like a pay-per-view being called Hell in a Cell and not every match being a Hell in a Cell. Like, that bothers me. That doesn't I don't know me. why it bothers me, because it, it doesn't happen with any other pay-per-view. It bothers me that there are a lot of very heated rivalries on this show that will not be in the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, the Samoa Joe and AJ Styles match seems like it's a a, a, a a rivalry that should be in a Hell in a Cell, and at the moment, it's not in a Hell in a Cell. I want Charlotte versus Becky Lynch to be in Hell in a Cell, and it to be the main event of the show, because I feel like that's the only sh- that's the only match in this whole card that I feel has genuine heat from the audience. Oh, you're forgetting Mick Foley's referee for um, 
Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. I said Heat, not Nostalgia Pop. <laughs> oh, no, they have to have him in Hell in a Cell. No, I know that. Years, I, no, man. I know that. That's I'm heat. just saying. That's Heat. What are you oh talking God. about? Jesus Christ. So <laughs> let's start. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. How many matches are on this show? Eight. There are eight matches on the show. So 2018 <laughs> Hell in a Cell, one for the records. What is the, what is your favorite Hell in a Cell match, Roz? Like off the top of your head, what comes to mind? I mean, off the top of my head, the obvious one that always comes out is Undertaker and McFoley. It's always going to be Undertaker and McFoley. Yeah. They're never going to be able to top that. They tried yeah. to. I remember Jericho and Triple H when they had theirs. Their mission was to try to make it not be such a spot fest to kind of ground the Hell in a Cell. It was still very violent, but you yeah. know there weren't any crazy bumps off the off the side of the thing or anything like that. But still, I mean, how there have been dozens and dozens and dozens of Hell in a Cell matches, and yet. I mean, most of the ones from since the pay-per-view has become a show, like since the pay-per-view Hell in a Cell has existed, how many of Hell in a, how many of those Hell in a Cell matches does anybody ever really think of? I mean, there's the Charlotte I, Sasha Banks one that was, was really actually good. that one's really good. Sasha Banks one was I thought was really well done, and I thought the momentum of the story going into the Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose one was really good, including how they climbed up the cage at the at the beginning and they both fell off. It just ended with that. Hologram Bray Wyatt interference. Oh, you and know, the match I forgot was only all about like that. Seven oh, minutes yeah. long or something like that. So it kind of it didn't go very long. So I think that kind of just, that's why it doesn't isn't as well remembered. But then I mean, it's like Rusev and, and Roman Reigns have had a Hell in a Cell match against each other. Sheamus and Randy Orton have had a Hell in a Cell match against each other. And Hunter, it's like that Undertaker happened. and uh, Shane McMahon. Well, that was yeah. a re- and that was at WrestleMania. That one is more memorable. Shane McMahon, the the legend of the Hell in a Cell match. Now I guess I really like the one. Which wasn't at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, but the one with, it was the McMahons and the Big Show versus DX when they were in Toronto in 2006. And they did a lot of weirdly violent, you know, I mean, in addition to shoving Vince McMahon's head up Big Show's butt at the end of the match. They did that great spot where Triple H hits Vince in the back of the head with a sledgehammer and they had it where the, the head of the hammer broke off. That's how hard he hit Vince McMahon in the back of the head. Awesome. It was really great. Murder. Taker and Lesnar had a good Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. The le- the first Lesnar-Undertaker match was amazing. The one that happened a couple years ago was still pretty good. It's just That's when he ripped up like, the, the cushion and stuff. Where they ripped off yeah. all the yeah. stuff in the mat. It's weird when I when watching The Undertaker. The older he gets and the continued use of eyeliner, it gets more and more frightening. <laughs> and that match in particular. <laughs> and it looked like he like he trimmed his beard more than he wanted to. And I don't, this is a weird thing to notice that like he didn't think it was grown in enough that it looks like he has makeup into like his mustache, like he's got like black paint on his mouth. And well, how long has he chin. been dyeing all his hair black? In the oh, first I mean, place? Well, yeah, so for a while, he's a giant yeah. ginger man. So you know, okay. So uh, how long sell 2018? So first uh, match, which I would assume this is probably going to be on the. I don't know, this might not be on the pre-show, but there's got to be something on the pre-show. Yes. Are there any pre-show matches announced? No, no pre-show matches announced. But this one is probably on the. Grand scheme of things, probably the probably, this is pre-show. SmackDown Tag Team Champions: The New Day versus Rusev and Aiden English. Why do you assume? Why what? Because every other match on here is like main event stuff. Yeah, but for eight matches throughout what an eight hour, sh- uh, four hour show. No, maybe eight hours. It'll feel like eight hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so much shade at Rusev. You think he's just going to be the curtain jerker on the on the pre-show from now on? Yes. That's really a shame. That's a, exactly how they feel about him, and it's why? Why would it's not a shame? That's exactly what they've done to him. Well, I mean, I, I why is that not a shame? Will be um, 
on the programme and I think they'll throw out a couple of last minute pretty short matches. Possibly. So I'm going to go... I mean, I would love Rusev and Aiden English to win the belts just because I like Rusev was the belts. Mm-hmm. But New Day just won the belt, so I'm picking New Day. Yeah, but New Day also could lose them after having them for a day and no one would care. Nobody could care, yeah. And plus they even just went it back and it ups their numbers how many times they exactly. won. So. The only reason they won them back was because of an injury. That's right. So, Is that true? You know, well, yeah, because the um, Bludgeon Brothers, because Eric Rowan got hurt, that's why they had the rematch the uh, next day, yeah, because they had to get right, tickets right, off that's right, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. And they, I mean, I remember the rumor last year was that they were going to keep hopitating the title between New Day and the Usos is because they wanted, the plan was to make the New Day the, the team with the most title reigns in WWE history. That that's kind of like a, like the next goal to Like an ongoing goal. thing. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's one of those, I don't want... I want to think with my head when we're making picks, so I'm going to have to probably choose the New Day, even though it would be a great, great moment just for the audience. I, I mean, I hope so. I think he still has enough momentum that if the new, if if Rusev Day won the tag titles, that it would be a huge pop. I think I would, would like be. to think yeah. so, right? I agree. Yeah, definitely. So, so who, who you got, Roz? I'm going to go for Rusev Day. All oh, right. Awesome. See, this is that's what I'm talking about. That's called that's called positive pop even though that's the new days thing <laughs> uh next is the raw tag team champions off ziggler and drew mcintyre versus seth rollins and dean ambrose and i'm not going to gloss over the fact that Dolph ziggler and drew mcintyre have the raw tag team belts which i find awesome of course they're the they're the what were the what was Shawn michaels and and diesel's tag team name i don't did they have a team name two dudes with attitude was it that it was something I loose like that. It's Heartbreak Kid and Diesel. Yeah, they never had like a they never like had like an anchor name, name or anything yeah. like that. But they were referring referred to it. All teams have to have some kind of name, even if they it's never an official thing. Like I remember they was called Punk and Kofi Kingston, the dynamic duo because oh, they were both God. in the comic books. The uh, I don't. How do you feel about the whole Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, Braun Strowman thing? Like, do you? I don't like the Braun Strowman one. Okay. Um. So, do you think if they take the belts off of, obviously, they could put the belts on Dean and Seth? That's what they had the belts last year. They took them off of them, arguably because Dean got hurt. Because Dean was got hurt, or they were going to put them back on them. They were about to put them back on them. I guess There's more I should say. And then they I'm put them on Seth and uh, Jason Jordan instead, right? I mean, I'm just happy to finally see that Dolph Ziggler is getting booked properly. Yeah, there's that. I know, you and, know, and I, mean, I love Drew McIntyre. A lot of people were confused when Ziggler and McIntyre were thrown together. They were one of them teams that were like mismatched, but over the last few weeks, they do they have gelled very well. Actually, that as soon as I got back into wrestling, I think I, I you were one of the first people I told that I was back into wrestling. Yeah. Um, and the first thing you told me was, "Hey, you need to watch Dolph Ziggler." Yes. That was literally the first conversation I ever had about wrestling when I came back into it. I mean, I almost feel, and I love Dolph, but he's got a lot of will to kind of build back, and they started to do that with him when he won the IC title from Seth, but then I was afraid that when they took it off of him, that Seth almost didn't need it, that it was going to hurt Dolph more, especially if they're going to be putting the Shield back together. So you see, now Seth's Intercontinental Champion, there's no title match on this show, because the Ice is, is wrestling for the tag. Well, I mean, the thing is, when you look at the the roster for Raw, there isn't a really another three man team that can take on the Shield. Well, yeah, so, especially when you have the entire heel locker room take 
lighting at them, and they still beat them. <laughs> well, exactly. So, I mean, so you, know. you understand why they why they put Strom and Ziggler and McIntyre together. Oh yeah, no, I I get it. It's just you know what bothered me the most about it. Kevin mm-hmm. Owens was out there. Oh, I don't even want to get into that. That's that's. I was so aggravated that Kevin Owens was there. That's the most consistent critique of the entire thing. Is, is it? that is that I haven't heard. <clears throat> I have not heard one person not mention the fact that how upset. Oh really? How, how okay, it doesn't good. make any sense that Kevin Owens would be helping Braun Strowman. I'm glad he tried to put home like kind of added in the promo on Raw saying that he hates the Shield and he's tired of the Shield and that he's really blaming Bobby Lashley. Where he didn't say he could take on Braun because they're both heels now, but I, the implication being that if if Lashley hadn't taken out Sami Zayn, then he would have him at his side, and then he'd have backups, and then the thing with Braun wouldn't have been an issue. Okay, that kind of an illusion. Oh God. So I don't know. I, All right, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Who you got, Roz? I'm gonna go for McIntyre and Ziggler. And I'm gonna do the same thing. Uh, I think it'll be shenanigan when. Um, but I don't think Seth and Dean need the belt unless they want all the shield to have all the belts on the show, which is something I can see they're wanting to do. Yeah, but then that would mean that that Seth has two belts and not Roman. I, mean, I know that's absurd. But if Rome, if they win, don't isn't Roman the other tag team champion since they're a part of three man tag? Only if he comes well, out there with them. Well, I mean, if you have Seth and Dean lose, it doesn't hurt them, and if Roman retains, it. It still makes the shield look good because the champion's part of that stable. I mean, if there's any stable that sh- that I can see them putting all of the championships on, it's It'll definitely the shield. the shield. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick Seth and Dean as an asterisk. I I believe it'll probably be like a DQ. Yeah, yeah. But I'm picking Seth and Dean to to technically get the win. That's not my official prediction. If they just win, if they win the belts too, then I get that right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really long asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the only other Hell in a Cell match on the card at the moment is Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. What do you mean only other to Hell in a Cell match? This is the only other Hell in a Cell match other than Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Yeah, there's only two, right? Yes. There's only two. They should... I don't yeah. know why this is the other match. I mean, I, I've, I'm... I mean, I well, rather Daniel Bryan bra- it's the first. It's the first brand extension dual Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. The last couple, they had one on Raw, then they had the other one on yes. SmackDown. So I guess the I idea of... I don't understand why the two title matches aren't the Hell in a Cell match. Agreed. That's a great question, Raz, that someone probably should have asked, but it doesn't Damn. really matter. <laughs> um, so Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton, Hell in a Cell match. I'm, I'm going to... Wait, 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 wait. Doesn't Jeff Hardy have the belt? No, Nakamura has the belt, huh? No, yeah, the yeah. U.S. title is also not being defended on this pay-per-view. Yeah. Because who, who needs championships on a pay-per-view? All right. Well, why isn't Nakamura just added into this and be a three-way? Again, I'm not booking it. I don't, we're booking it. Again, that's uh, fantasy. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is what we're getting. I'm picking Jeff Hardy. And why is that? Why not? I don't even care about this feud. Like, I might have cared about this at the beginning of it, mm-hmm. um, but the... The third time I saw the in, the the earring hold of doom thing, I was uh-huh. kind of done with it. Yeah, I love the idea of Jeff kind of getting some steam behind him, and Randy's a good foil. You know, they always had good chemistry. I remember when they had their WWE title match, God, ten years ago, which is why this is so weird that it's mm-hmm. just like it's 2018, and the Hell in a Cell match is Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Well, but... I mean, this one thing that's strange for me is this is. Jeff's first Hell in a Cell match. Is it? Yes. Oh, wow. And that's kind of the thing. I think they did. I think it's off an offshoot that he mentioned that one of the, like, on his bucket list was that he wanted to have a Hell in a Cell match. Specifically because he's going to jump off the Hell in a Cell 
He's going to do a swanton bomb. You know what I'm really sick of, uh, Jeff Hardy? Saying that he can't do swantons anymore because he has a bad back. And then he doesn't want to a table, the edge of the uh, ring apron last time I think I saw him. Well, it's not my fault that you're getting worked by Jeff Hardy and that you know, exactly. you're calling for it. That's, <laughs> fine, you know, that's on you. Um, I think for my prediction, as much as I love Jeff Hardy and I named him in my top five last week, was I think Randy Orton's going to win. And I actually see Jeff Hardy coming back as more of a brother Nero type character. Mm, I like that. I can see that. Yeah, uh, Jeff will have the match won, but then he'll do something stupid and then Randy will win. Okay. And I only say that because that happens in every Jeff Hardy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But maybe not, you know, we'll see. Uh, but like, do you think this is the end of the feud? No, not at all. No, Isn't that, no. I mean, it's a Hell in a Cell match. It should be. It should be the end yeah, of the feud. It should be. But it Unless Randy Orton moves on to somebody else, like AJ or something like that after this. Maybe. So, uh, next is probably the, the most anticipated match of the card, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. I can't believe I actually fell for that Tory comment you just made. Oh, I, was, no. I got really excited because there is a match on the show that I'm really excited about, and that is not it. That is not this That is, is not, not it. it. I hate, so I'm very, very, Brie very, mode. oh, stop it. I don't want to talk about how bad Brie's been because really I like Brie. I just, you can see her ring rust. Oh, yes. I mean, so she has away. ring rust on top of always not being that good in the first place. That's well, very, so very true. We were saying the other day, we were talking about it, and the problem is, from the moment the Bellas sort of stepped away, you have to remember the Bellas were in that sort of divas time, and they've stepped away, and when they come back, the... the Landscape is, is different, but then talent, they're stepping yeah. backwards, yeah. yeah and they're trying goals. to act like they're that that's not what they were. They're trying to act like the divas... That the Bellas aren't divas, yeah, which is absurd. So Nikki is now. Not I'm, bad. There are a lot of people that like that like the the Bellas, and I know that one of them is sitting across from me because he likes Nikki Bella, even I though I like think Nikki, Nikki Bella. Bella is Nikki trash not, and she's not really. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I realize that, but she's not as bad as Brie. Brie is really bad. Oh, okay, I mean they're both bad, but she's not as bad as Brie. I mean, is... if you watched it last when you saw Brie botch two suicide dives. Both I had shows. a three dollar steak last week. It was bad, but it wasn't as bad as that two dollar steak. That kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Still, they're both rough. They're both pretty tough to watch. That being said, I'm pricking Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Well, so. yeah. I mean... I'm going to have to go for the Miz and Maurice. Oh, what? <laughs> yes. So you're it gonna, won't be clean either. You're going to say Miz is going to beat Daniel Bryan on Again. two pay-per-views? Yes. Okay. I think it's laid into something towards WrestleMania. Oh, so you think they're going to carry this all the way to WrestleMania? Yeah. Man, I would I, lo- think... I would love to think that, but I I don't have even faith Daniel in... Bryan doesn't have faith. Yeah, in Daniel Bryan that. even said he doesn't have faith. in Well, the, the thing about it is that the strength of Samoa. So first, we'll get, we'll talk about this. I'll talk about this more when we when we get to the Samoa Joe AJ Styles match. But I'm gonna also pick Daniel Bryan and Bree. I I'm not happy about it, but. <laughs> Uh, next is the SmackDown's Women Championship, uh, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, which for real is the match I'm probably looking forward to the most. This match should be the main event of the show because it's going to have the most genuine crowd interest in the match. There's going to be crowd reactions to a lot of these matches, but not in a positive way. Has anybody ever done what they've done with Becky Lynch? Like them tried to turn heel and the crowd just this don't accept the first it. Time yes, deal. his name was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, yeah, Stone Cold was always... It's why they're com- no, I've, the comparisons are, are there in the sense that they Stone Cold was supposed to be the top heel mm-hmm. 
And every time he did something dirty, it's like what Danny Flamingo would say. It was like he tried to do every single heelish thing he could do, and, and then it just cheered. made the audience yeah, cheer yeah. him even more. Well, it was the same with Brock Lesnar. I mean, he came in, destroyed everyone, was supposed to get this whole big heel heat, and everybody just loved it. Yeah, so so I would, I'm would. i not saying that Becky Lynch is Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm-hmm. but... Same her, kind of push. But now. it's just one of those, especially in WWE, where you've got Ronda Rousey winning the championship, and then she's celebrating with the Bellas, which doesn't make any sense. At all. Because just from a storyline, Natty being there makes sense. We've been told for months that her best friend is Natalia, and then shoehorned right in is just the Bellas. Becky Lynch has won, has not had pay-per-view matches, but has been steadily winning matches every week on SmackDown for months. And then she started cutting these passionate promos saying that she was wanting to win the title. Everyone right. saw it, and then she got screwed out of it. And now she's like, you know what? I'm pissed off. I'm not. I'm not. Just waiting in line anymore. I've got to take I what I got. And ev- so well. everybody understands the story. You know? a great heel promo. Who does? Becky Lynch. She does, but it's she useless now. Really good heel promo. Now I didn't really get to see the reaction she was getting on SmackDown, but the this week, but the last few weeks, I mean, no one is having it. No one no. thinks she's a heel, and I think they're trying to play her more tweener than yeah. than full on heel. And they're kind of just letting each, both her and Charlotte, even just kind of express their points of view, and then. What side you take is what side you take. Arguably what I feel they should be doing with Roman and Braun as well, but that's a different story. But this match, as far as just for a company that likes to pride themselves on, you know, this it's not sport, it's entertainment. That, you know, they're storytellers. This is the most consistent story that they've had, even though Road Dog famously was like, well, that's not the story that we told. That's the story you wanted to hear. It's like, no, you guys just don't. Like, are you guys not watching your own television show? Um, so yeah, I I can't wait. I oh, who you if got? Becky Lynch wins. Yeah, if Becky Lynch wins, I really, really, really want Becky to win. I don't think she is now. I it's, really would love to see Becky win. I mean, the pop for that would be huge. Well, let me ask but you I this: the Charlotte winning, but by disqualification. Who's what's the the return match at an all women's pay per view, which would be the follow up after this? Yeah. What would be more interesting? A second chance for Becky to go at Charlotte or a Charlotte going at at Becky because Becky maybe nefariously did some things that she shouldn't have to win the belt. I'm picking Becky Lynch. I'm picking Becky too. I'm going for Charlotte. You're going to Charlotte? I just want Becky to win. And I think I mean I would love Becky to win, but I again I see it as going forward with Becky becoming sort of that tweener role, Charlotte could start turning more towards her heel side as well. And I would love to see that. I do that. see that happening, yeah. Uh, next is a another women's championship match, the Raw well, one. Why are you saying that like that? Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. And I'm picking Ronda. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even... I mean, I like Bliss to win, but Bliss is fighting um, Tristratus at the pay-per-view, right? Yeah, and yeah. so could, they can put the belt on her the and put it for the belt. You think? Yeah, they could do that. It's all. I don't see him throwing the belt on someone like Rosie and having a loosen it at first. That half. quick, yeah. Well, the thing about so a couple of things just from I don't know what's going to happen on the show. I have my serious doubts on what WWE is willing to do if it's not involving Roman Reigns. It seems as far as kind of opening the box to ideas of what they can do, like you know. Everyone else kind of gets kind of standard protocol in terms of what kind of story ideas they're allowed to do. With the pay-per-view that's going to be an all-women's pay-per-view, the idea of putting a lot of crazy heat in on it makes sense. Except for the fact, like you said, that why would you put the main belt on 
Alexa if she's going to be fighting someone that no one is genuine. Like, they're not going to be doing a bunch of segments with Trish. I mean, I don't assume I don't think so anyway, on yeah. Raw to build up to their to a title match, which is what they would do for a title match. That being said, with that going on, Alexa Bliss is the one woman out of anybody where I can see them throwing a lot of angled stuff to get the belt off of Ronda. Like, like Stephanie taking a bunch of women heels and putting them with Alexa... And having her be the head of a women's group mm. kind of thing. And she doesn't deserve the belt, just like she did, you know, like, even though, but that would just be a retread of kind of what happened between her and Rhonda after Money in the Bank. So I think it's pretty, the writing's pretty much on the wall. It's just, it doesn't mean that it's not what's going to happen, but I think it's just, this is just another step on the road of the Ronda Rousey Women's Championship reign. So I'm going to go with Rhonda. I said a lot when I was like, yeah, then I backtracked. And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got, Roz? I've got Rhonda. Okay, I thought so. She is the baddest woman on the planet. They should they should say that more on Raw. Really well. What's that? I think she's taken to the whole WWE structure really well. Uh, yeah, I, I I buy her now. You know, like maybe at first I didn't buy her like a hundred percent, but I do buy her now. Well, I mean, I don't like that. It's similar to the Lesnar thing where they portray someone as the legit person. Where you can tell that even when they're booking her in like tag matches like on Raw, where it feels like the other women almost slow down just to build up the pace of what she's going to be so she feels even more reckless. And I just don't like the comparison of like, of like this person is different than everybody else in the, in the, on the roster. I like that kind of thing, you know. But she is different than everybody else on the roster. Yeah, but I don't like that. It doesn't make sense. It, it makes, it, it devalues the rest of your roster. It makes her look great, but then it makes every. Then it's like, who is she fight next? Where are you uh, gonna yeah. believe? You know I, what I mean? I have no idea. So it's yeah. kind of a ba- it's kind of a, a double edged sword in that sense is that you you can build someone up well that way, but it's just the same thing that happened with Lesnar where they did it so well that then well who's gonna who's gonna fight that guy though? Well, the answer you know? is easy for that. Roman Reigns. I mean, oh my god. <laughs> uh, next is the WWE Championship: uh, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, which is not in the Hell in a Cell for strange reason. Even though the storyline is tailor-made to be in a hell in a cell, yeah, I don't know if I'd say it's tailor-made, but it's it's it's, it's there's, definitely a, there's a strong argument. This that is it, one feud. It deserves a hell in a cell match. Becky Lynch and Charlotte feud that has really had me like gripped. It has me. It, it's weird that AJ hasn't been wrestling a lot lately. It's been a lot of promo-heavy kind of story building toward this match. Most of has been, had a niggling injury. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I assume that that was probably why. I think that they tried to do it with, with Brock, but then everyone rejected it because it was a universal champion. That AJ Styles is going to have that belt for a minimum of 435 days. I would imagine so. So he, I don't think he's going to lose. So I'm, I'm picking AJ's, AJ's too. Um, AJ just looks good with the belt. And you take the belt away from what happens. Like, where does he go? I mean, he'll always be fine. He will always be fine. But I mean, the feud... thing is with Styles at the moment. I mean, he's had the belt that long. Like you were talking before, it becomes who can beat him. Yeah, it's now coming to that point where it's who is going to get the title. You know, they can AJ do. Styles. It's one of those things where I feel like inevitably they're going to take him off of SmackDown. And, and I already you know... know the answer: how he's who's going to beat him for the belt? Roman Reigns. No. Yeah, he comes over to SmackDown. He wins both they're belts. Not, they're not first. Oh. <laughs> Not until Fox. <laughs> not until SmackDown's on Fox are they ever going to put Roman Reigns on. Yeah, SmackDown. this is true. So that could happen, but it's going to be a while. And my prediction is that the Miz is going to be the guy that takes the belt. I agree. AJ I actually agree with that. 
And I, I think that's a good storyline even down the road because uh, Miz gets the belt. Then you do the whole Dan Bryan over again. That's exactly. how Dan Bryan gets the belt. I mean, if they want to get some goodwill for the Rumble, they need to make Dan Bryan win the Royal Rumble. Uh, I also you know, like the idea. You know there are rumors that Roman that the Rock's going to win the Royal. No, Rumble, and the other rumor ridiculous. is uh, uh, Andre. Andre, how do you say his name? Andrade C and Almas. He's the, not that bad. Well, it's not that hard to say. Yeah, I don't know why I can't say the dude's name. Um, I have but, a problem saying it. And yeah. All. Uh, that he's rumored to say win the La Sombra, if you can't La say Sombra. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um. So the last match on the card is Universal. Well, wait. Do you didn't get Roz's pick? You're just oh. assuming that he's also going to pick AJ Styles. He's going to pick AJ Styles. You don't know that. <laughs> Roz, who are you picking? Samoa Joe. There you go. Uh, see. Okay. See yeah. now, Joe is a guy that I think. That's the only thing is that if you pick it on AJ, he's AJ's... the guy I can see taking the title. And I mean, the thing is, if if Samoa Joe loses to Styles. It then becomes, oh, well, where does Samoa Joe go next? Who's next in line for the title chance? With Joe winning the title, it builds up this, it carries on this great rivalry that these two have been having. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, like, I wouldn't be mad if Joe won, you know? Like, well, no. That, that, an, that would be amazing. I, I want to be able to say that Samoa Joe has been WWE champion yeah. really yeah. bad. Like, that's that's... Like something that needs to happen. I mean, every time I watch AJ Styles, I, I, I love to watch him win. I, that's why I picked him on as well. But top. at the same time, you know who else I said should have been WWE champion? Was Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's one of those, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Rusev. I'd love to see Rusev as champion. Maybe one day. Maybe All right. one day. So, we, what, we got one more uh, match? The Universal Championship. Uh, Hell in a Cell match with Mick Foley as special guest referee. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why this is a discussion. Roman Reigns is going to win this. Yeah, Mick Foley's going to raise his hand at the end of the match. And we'll be like, we have to cheer him now. Because, look, Mick likes him. Exactly. You think I mean, that might not be what happens. I think that's what's going to happen. You could argue that... that... So how many times can we throw things at Roman where it's like, like him now, like him now? You could also have uh, Foley turn heel and, and hurt Roman. What would be Roman the point of that? Because he wants his job back. That's why Stephanie put him in the match. Oh, bang, yeah. bang. So the, the rumor is that uh, Kurt Angle's off of TV because he's going to return as a wrestler. Yeah. So they would need a, another general manager. So they could be bringing Rick Foley back for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Corbin's doing, I mean, okay. Hey, he's doing fine. Yeah. I mean. It's the first time I've actually found him entertaining. Yeah, exactly. I hate the fact that what you just said is true in that, well, we have to have a general manager. We have to have some character running the show. Yeah. Because otherwise, who's going to tell us what the matches are? Who's yeah. going to do the opening 30 minutes? Who's going to do the opening 30 minutes? you want to hear minutes? Michael Cole? Remember at All In and we were so confused about what was going to happen on the show when no one came out to tell us what was happening? It was terrible. I hate that. No. I really wish that there was more storytelling involving management. That's my favorite part of wrestling. It's weird because I was watching All In at, at the house mm-hmm. and then they told them all the matches at the uh, when we were sitting in the arena. We had no idea what the main event was. Yeah. I like that though. Yeah, it was fine. Um, it's fine, Jesus. Okay, so you're picking Roman. I'm Reigns, picking Chris. Roman. I always pick Roman. So I mean, why would you think I would pick anything different? Braz, who you got? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to have to pick Roman. Of course you are, because it would if be I'm a throwaway Seth, vote. If I'm having Seth and was earlier, it only makes sense that Roman wins. So I'm going to point out some one: the Shield cannot be involved in this. So if Roman goes over, they've literally cut the legs out of Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. to yes. put over Roman Reigns, yep. and there's no plan after that. Uh-huh. Two, this is officially Braun Strowman's Money in the Bank cash-in, which means that Braun Strowman mm-hmm. 
lost his money in the bank and mm-hmm. cash in opportunity to put Roman Reigns yes, over. Yes, they screwed over Braun. I'm not. I'm. I, I'm not. I'm agreeing with you on this. I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna Braun, go against my better judgment. I'm picking Braun Strowman. You're picking Braun Strowman. I'm picking Braun Strowman. Because the, the more I think about, about this match, the more it's pissing me off thinking about the <laughs> fact that Roman Reigns, from a storytelling standpoint, because they even fixed it with the Brock Lesnar stuff, and they f***ed up so much stuff afterward, and it's it's infuriating. And he'll be fine in the I, Shield. I want the Shield. I want McIntyre and Drew to retain, and then let Roman be involved with the tag, and let them all be tag champions together. And they can still run Rothschild off of Raw, but then they're trying to get the title back from Braun Strowman, and then you can have just Braun like fight. Dean and then fight Seth and then fight Roman alternating god damn it every raw until Roman gets the title back I don't know do something just do something different because what happens well, after this you were the, talking before about how you know you build up the character and then have them you know just shot down it's what they've done with Braun Strowman he's this character who when they talk about him it's like he can't lose look at him he's so tall he's so muscular he can yeah. destroy everybody and then you have him lose and lose and lose well, no, you got to build up the monster. It's not. It's not the. It's not anything that WWE doesn't do. For years, it was you know you build Umaga up for twelve months. Why? So that then John Cena has Can to overcome him. the monster. Yeah, yeah. They do the same thing with the Great Khali. They do the same thing with Rusev. You know, you build up this big guy. They do the same thing with Bray Wyatt. It just then Cena kills them, and it's not that it kills them. It's that they were built up only strong so that they would be someone strong for Cena to fight, and then once he was done with them creative was like okay well we don't that was the plan and the plan's over so i don't know go fight our truth or something i don't know nice. you know it, oh, come on like, truth's been i like our truth i'm just saying that like the problem isn't any what anybody's doing is that it's just how they they don't have this the plan for what happens next and that's yeah. what's frustrating about this flip-flopped everything which was exciting at first because it made you it kind of i guess felt like you didn't expect any of that to happen like, I didn't expect Braun to turn heel and join with Dolph and McIntyre. It makes sense because then it's three-on-three, three, except it hasn't been three-on-three. Three. It's been the entire Raw locker room against three, and still the Shield came out on top on Raw. So the only way for it to make sense is for them to build up Braun more for the Shield to then have to take them back down again later. Otherwise, I, mean, I don't know I, what the next thing Because if Braun loses, who does Roman fight next? Because they literally just murdered everybody else Drew. on the roster. You'd have to call up like Undisputed Era or something, which would be amazing, but uh, I have no Adam, faith that they would do that. Adam Cole and uh, Roman Reigns? I mean, who, yeah. They gotta kill They gotta kill Braun, McIntyre, and Drew a little more, but I feel like Drew is especially protected that I know that he's a project just because of the way that they book him, that they keep him safe too. So I don't know. Well, those are our picks. Roz? Thank you very much for being uh, our first picks with you. Yeah, thank you. Many more to come, hopefully. Hopefully you don't win the belt since we would have to mail it to you in England. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work. Okay, I'm going to keep my belts fine. Uh, so go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go follow Roz on all his social media. Leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars. Leave us all the stars. Five stars. Hearts. Stars. Thumbs up. Whatever you got to do. Send us some love. Horseshoes. Clovers. Blue moons. Go follow the other podcasts in the networks. Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Future Flicks with Billabillium. Uh, those are the other podcasts in our network. You can find all those podcasts and this podcast on SomewhatNerdy.com. We have been your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. And this has been Sam Kiss. And that's Roz. Hello. Or goodbye. Uh, and we'll see you next week with a review of Hell in a Cell. Thank y'all. <laughs>